This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my P1. Yes, P1. The first punter off the board, Stephen Galindo. How you doing? Brian, I'm doing swell today. Today is a great day because this week, tomorrow, Thursday night, my -hmm. Chiefs take on the Detroit Lions in the season opener. I am pumped. I'm excited. I've been waiting a whole year for my redemption story. You know, last year I didn't make the fantasy playoffs, so it was kind of a bummer. But the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and uh, that was a consolation prize in itself. But very, very sad news today from Kansas City. It looks like Travis Kelsey uh, injured at practice today. Hyperextended knee. Uh, Test came back negative, though. All his ligaments were uh, good other than the swelling in his knee. So he has a big, fat, questionable tag uh, to play this Thursday against the Lions. So um, it's a big, big loss for the Chiefs if he's not able to suit up. But I still think they're going to be able to pull off the win in the season opener. Um, it's going to be a lot tighter than I'd like it to be. But, you know, who doesn't like a tight game? <laughs> there you go. I. As a as a fantasy football manager, that means I'm also a team doctor. And I would say since this is a Thursday night game, it's like there's a, like a solid 75% chance I don't think he's going to play. I don't think they're going to risk it in week 1 either. Like they 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 just shouldn't. You know, if the if the game was on Sunday or Monday night, I think there's like more of a 40 to 50% chance he plays. But like I think since it's Thursday night, it's legit tomorrow. <laughs> like seventy five percent chance he doesn't play. I and, agree with you. I, and I think fantasy managers need to expect it. I wouldn't panic too much. Like you said, everything seems to be intact. It's just swollen. Uh I I do no not to plug, but I do a podcast for the Clippers and Paul George hyperextended his knee last year and it took him about a month to recover. Uh but it's a totally different sport. <laughs> and I've seen NFL players hyperextend their knees and legit stay in games and sometimes even play the next week. Justin Fields, I think, did it recently. Um, I don't know if it was last year but the year or the year before, but he hyperextended his knee, legit came back out in the game, and then played the next week. So there's a decent chance Kelsey's ready for week two. It's just you drop the, – the hardship is – Kelsey's a first round pick in your fantasy draft, and now you're going into week one without your first round pick. And that's gotta blow. And most likely if you if you drafted Kelsey, you didn't draft a second tight end. Most likely so, not. Unless you're you really high unless you're really high on a rookie or something, and you're like, ah, I want to stash this guy just in case. But Yeah. You know what though? Later on in the show we'll give you guys a couple of streamers. Um but I would not expect Kelsey to play. So you're you're gonna have to find yourself another tight end, and I honestly I wouldn't recommend streaming the backup or the second you know tight end Noah Gray. I don't think uh, I don't think you're gonna get anywhere close to the same production. I would rather take a flyer on somebody who has a higher ceiling than Gray. So that's my that's my take on that. And just also in general. Sometimes when it comes to streaming, and this is just, you know, it depends, I guess, who it is, but I usually don't like to stream for the Thursday night game. 
I'd rather allow the Sunday to approach and then look at all my options for Sunday and Monday, then kind of set yourself up to only stream for this Thursday person, because depending on how well he does, he like, yeah, he might, he might have a Kelsey, a Kelsey performance and it's like, Oh cool. 25 points. But he also could give you a dud and give you two to three points or something like that. And then you're, that's just like locked into your point total going into the Sunday. And that I don't, I feel like you should give yourself more options. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if you agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm overthinking that. No, I but, agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's a great way to look at it. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If Sam Laporta is on the waivers and you're able to get him, would you stream him against the chiefs? Oh, yeah. You, you know, what? I would. I I guess I sound like a hypocrite right now, but yeah, I would because he's he's. But like, you've never seen him play right, like in a a meaningful game, like a lot of snaps. I don't think he played very much in the preseason. Are you are you willing? Like, do you feel like the the ceiling is high enough for you to take the chance? I he's the tight end one for sure in Detroit. He's been getting first team snaps all training camp. And he's been the tight end one since the day he was drafted. Like he he's there to be that guy. If you want to pick up a veteran, you know, there's Irv Smith and there's these other, you know, Irv Smith's in a very good offense too in Cincinnati, you know, like there's other options if you want to wait out till Sunday. But I would say Sam Porto Sam Laporta was like legit being drafted in most leagues. If he's on the waivers Someone should have picked him up in general, let alone, you know, have him streaming for this Thursday. He should be on a roster in every league. Yeah, I agree. Would you? Moving. Uh, I, yeah, YOLO is what I, I'd say. <laughs> because here, here's my next point is the Chiefs are going to be without Chris Jones, their top pass rusher. So I think Jared Goff is going to have a lot of time to make these throws. I think, you know, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, mm-hmm. you know, with the, you know, by the end of it, it's going to be, you know, like, I don't know, 34 to like 27 or something. Um, it's going to be a high scoring game, maybe even closer, you know, where both teams are in the thirties. So I think it's a, um, it's a high risk, high reward, you know, for, for streaming Laporta, but the chiefs without, you know, Chris Jones have very poor you know, like I said, pass, pass rushing. Um, they fall from like, I don't know, top five to somewhere like, you know, 16 or something, 17. So they're, they're not a really good pass rushing team without Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed, their top cornerback is, you know, he's questionable to play. So who knows if he's going to play. So it might be, you know, a pretty banged up defense that the lions are going to face. And so it might be a great spot start for Laporta. So, I mean, you know, if, all else fails, Laporta is an option, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Uh, do you want to talk about long-term with Kelsey? Like, do you think he's going to be back in week two, three? Do you think it's going to be a month? Do you think the Chiefs, because, you know, just won two Super Bowls within the last uh, few years, like, they might be in, like, let's just wait it out and make sure he's 100% mode, and that could take legit a month, month and a half. I think depending on how this this game goes, 
if they're able mm-hmm. to move the ball down the field and they don't really have a lot of trouble scoring points, I think they're not going to rush Kelsey back. And I think it is a possible multi-game absence mm-hmm. between two to three games. So prepare yourself, you know, for two to three games without Kelsey. But, um, you know, if, if they do struggle in this first game, then yeah, he, he's going to be back as, you know, as soon as um, he's clear to take the field. No, that, that makes sense. I If I had to throw a random number out of the blue, with only knowing so much information, uh, he should be back by week three for sure. Week two, I think he's going to go into that questionable. But if the Chiefs win week one, I, I think he's he's going to sit the next game as well. If the Chiefs lose game one, I can, I can honestly see them like, all right, let's see. If he's at 80% week two, we might just play him. But I, I do think they want to want him to get 100% before they bring him back because he's legit the second best offensive weapon they have behind Mahomes. So I think it's some somebody they have to protect. I 100% agree. Speaking of our favorite teams, Cooper Cup mm-hmm. on your Los Angeles Rams is uh, still in Minnesota visiting the specialist. He's probably not going to play in week one. Right. Um, let's just, I think it's like 90, 99%, you know, possibility that he misses week one. So what so. is, how do I say so? No, I was going to say, I would say so. Oh, I'd say so. I'll say, how do I say so? Cause he's still at the specialist. He's not <laughs> practicing. Um, I don't think they're going to rush cut back. Like they want him to come back when he's fully healthy. It's not worth risking, mm-hmm. you know, a long-term injury, especially, you know, when you're, a rebuilding team. I think it's okay for him to take his time to come back. Um, it does suck that he's going to be out, especially for those who drafted him in the first round. Um, right. There's your first round pick. Uh, funny, funny thing that I saw today was uh, like people's roster. Some people took Travis Kelsey in the first round, Cooper cup in the second round, and then Jonathan Taylor in the third round. So <laughs> can you imagine being, that guy or gal in your league who took those three, if you had the opportunity, man, yeah. I'd, I'd be down in the dumps. But uh, I, Cooper Cup, yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would be pretty disappointed. I think I would accept that week one's a loss, and I'm hoping they all come back and give me like 40 point performances, like when they all come back in like week four or week five, I guess for Taylor. Um, but yeah, you're right. Almost 100 percent chance. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, I would say, <clears throat> I saw a tweet that say he's about a hundred percent, not going to play week one, 60% or so not week two. And then like, there's most likely a chance he'll play in week three. So I guess I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, like I think, I, I think getting Cooper cup in week three is pretty good. I don't know how long you're going to have him for. Uh, because you know, the moment something triggers in his hamstring or something, they might just sit him for the rest of the year. Like it's a good possibility. Like, uh, was it CMC? You're the CMC guy. Wasn't there like a thing where he like had a lingering injury, came back mm-hmm. and then it lingered some more and they they just shut him down. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was like two years ago. Yeah. His last year in Carolina. Yeah. He had a hamstring injury. And they just shut him down. Like there was always this possibility that he's going to come back. He he had a questionable tag. I don't think he ever went to the IR or anything. Like it's. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens with Cooper Cup too. Uh, yeah. I think. How do you feel a- about 
spot starting Van Jefferson? Uh, you can. I think if you have Cooper Cup, I'm hoping like keep this is week one. These are the main injuries. There hasn't been significant injuries, you know, in the league. You know, I think most likely you've drafted enough weapons on your team to make up for an injury, even though it might not be good as Cooper Cup, might not be good as Travis Kelsey. You probably drafted enough weapons on your team to fill in and you don't have to pick up Van Jefferson. But if for whatever reason you didn't, yeah, why not give it a shot? Like Matthew Stafford could still gunsling. It's Sean McVay's offense. Nothing tells me to be confident in the offense right now, <laughs> you know, but they still have a history of being good and having players on the offense that are good. And Van Jefferson, you know, you know, he could get down the field a little bit. I just don't know if without, I just don't know. Like Van Jefferson had big moments and good spots last year, but I feel like it's because Cooper Cup created the separation. So it's, um, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, moving on, Joe Burrow is at practice. I think he's still limited, but he looks on track to play in week one. I know we had a long conversation about his calf a couple yeah. weeks back. Looks like he's in line to start. How do you feel about Joe Burrow entering week one? I would be nervous if I was a fantasy. He's the one probably what? top QB-ish. You'd put him in that top QB range, you know, the top eight or so, top nine QBs. He's the one for sure that I would have been like, I need to take a QB two on my roster because he could be good week one, week two, week three, and then week five, all of a sudden he's limping off the field and it's, you know, on a non-contact injury. You know, it's... I just don't like him going into the season like this, but for week one, I think it's fine. I think he he's going to go out there and play as long as he feels confident, you know, stepping on it, moving on it, you know, moving around in the pocket. It's really where it's going to matter. I think the most like he doesn't, he tends to get out of the pocket, but I would say like moving in the pockets where I'd be worried. I don't think he's going to do too much like mobile stuff this week, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he has an offense where he doesn't really have to. So, yeah, I agree. So those Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Tyler Boyd owners, fire him up. Yeah. They are going against the Cleveland Browns, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's correct. And the Cleveland Browns actually have a pretty decent secondary um, defense in general. Last year they were fifth in overall Passing yards per game allowed with 196. So it's going to be a tough matchup. But um, And, you know, these uh, AFC these AFC North teams, when they play each other, it's always like a, a low-scoring affair. It's a rock so, fight. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think you're going to have big games out of Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb on the ground. You know, so um, I look forward to, to watching that game. Um, this is one of those games, though, where you probably drafted multiple first round talent, or not multiple, but at least a couple first round talent, you know, like Jamar Chase, Nick Chubb, and then like probably second round guys, maybe uh, T. Higgins, you know, moving a little further down, Amari Cooper, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, stuff like that. 
Deshaun Watson, right? There's a lot of quality fancy football players in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if you walk away a week one and everyone kind of didn't live up to expectations just because, like you said, it's a rivalry game. It's a rock fight. Like, you know, there might be, you know, like Jamar Chase might be, you know, he might give you 20, 25 points on a regular basis or something like that, you know, but he might walk away just like 13 points. And, you know, that's not a lot for your first round pick. Right. But I think that I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I'm not saying it will. I think everyone who's supposed to do well is going to do well. But I just wouldn't be surprised walking away from that game that it's like, oh, well, not everyone lived up to their expectations. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, other than that, there's not too many other injuries, knock on wood. Obviously, the season is long and um, you know, we'll be we'll we'll be discussing more players throughout the year, um and hopefully we don't have to, but injuries are a part of football and so, you know, we'll we'll keep you guys updated with uh, you know, what's current. Uh moving on, you know, we want to talk about a couple of players that we think are going to boom this week. Mm-hmm. Um these players are in great matchups. Um I'll go first. I really, really, you know, I'm a running back guy. I really like running backs. And I think this week, uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to exceed expectations. Um, I know he didn't play very much, or I don't think he played at all in the preseason. So he's going to get his first game action. But they're playing the Houston Texans. And I'm not saying the Houston Texans are a pushover, uh, but they <laughs> they are not that good. So... Um, I think they're going to be able to run on this defense and throw on this defense. Last year, Houston ranked dead last in rushing yards per game allowed with 170 yards per game. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a field day for the Ravens backfield and for Lamar Jackson. So, you know, if you have J.K. Dobbins, I think, you know, you're you're in good shape this week. I think he's going to blow up for like 16-plus fantasy points this week. Um, you know, and I think that's exceeding expectations for – J.K. Dobbins coming off an injury as a running back, too. Yeah, like Houston has drafted well the last couple of years to kind of fix some of these holes, but there's still plenty of leaks in this defense. And there's nothing in this preseason that showed me that the offense is going to stay on the field very much, too. Like, I'm I'm high on C.J. Stroud, but I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he's going to show up in week one and just march like, march down the field against this Baltimore Ravens defense. So, unless Damian Pierce is able to, like, you know, run, keep the, keep the offense on the field, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing, that Baltimore offense is going to be on the field a ton, and that's just going to open up opportunities for everybody. I do so, – I do want to throw this out there, though. Um, Baltimore is probably going to blow up this week. You know, you're going to get Odell. You're going to have, like, they're going to look really good in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But temper those expectations because next, you know, next week they're going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who are like, oh, Odell, and I'll, you know, I would temper those expectations. They're probably going to blow up this week. So, you know, it, it would be a hot start. But uh, temper those expectations because, you know, we'll we'll kind of see or get a better idea of where that Baltimore wide receivers room is at next Mm -hmm. week when they play, you know, Cincinnati. Absolutely. And I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a really good game. I I was going to pick him, but since he went to JK, I decided to pick a a player from a different team. But uh, my boom is Brian Robinson on the Commanders. Simply because they're playing 
probably the one team in the NFL that's trying to lose every game. They they traded a good portion of their talented athletes on this team. They're trying to lose. They recently traded Simmons to I think it was Simon or Simmons. I think it was Simmons to the Giants yeah. for li- for literally nothing. Uh, and Brian's I, referring to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, sorry if I didn't see the name. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think everyone won, I think everyone must have got it by then. But but you're right. <laughs> uh, I think Brian Robinson is just going to run all over him. Now, I'm not saying Brian Robinson is going to be a perfect fantasy uh, running back this season. I do think Antonio Gibson is going to eat some of that. I wouldn't even be surprised if Antonio Gibson's the one that booms in this game and Brian Robinson doesn't. But I've had to flip a coin and had to pick one. I knew there was going to be somebody on this commander's offense that was going to boom. And... I think Brian Robinson could easily give you like an 18, 19 point performance this year. This, I mean, this week, if he, you know, gets a couple goal line looks and gets in the end zone a couple of times. So like, yeah, I think, I think both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are going to have monster games because I think, uh, you know, their offensive coordinator, Eric the is going to use both of them like mm-hmm. with their strengths. You know, I think Brian Robinson is going to eat up, um, you know, a lot of the rushing attempts, and obviously, like I said, Arizona is not that good this year. And like you said, they're probably you know they're they're tanking for for Williams, so um, you know they're not their defense isn't going to be that good. And then you know Antonio Gibson's going to get a lot of um, you know passing passing down work and, and passes out of the backfield. So I think you know he's going to turn those into some good fantasy points. So I 100% agree. I think that you know those that player is going to boom. Absolutely. I'll start off with my bust then, since you went boom first. I'll go bust first. Justin Fields, I think is still going to have a quality performance on the field this weekend. That being said, everyone's coming into the season with the expectations that he's going to be possibly the next Jalen Hurts 2.0. The expectations of, you know, possibly being a top three QB, maybe even at the end of the season, just because based on his rushing ability. I personally still haven't seen him yet take the next step as a passer i feel like defenses are going to game script them a little bit more this year and i think green bay is one of the smarter defenses in the league and so i i I wouldn't be surprised if justin fields and like he's still probably going to get into double digits he's still going to probably give you give you a quality game he still might technically win you a week you know but i don't think i i wouldn't be surprised if justin fields walks away from this game of less than 20 points and I'm pretty sure you yeah, drafted Justin. Yeah, I can totally Justin. see. I can totally I, see that. Yeah, I was like, you probably you probably drafted Justin Fields to give you 20 plus at, at the quarterback position. So, yeah, would, Green Bay was six against the pass last year, averaging 197 yards allowed, uh, passing yards allowed. Um, rushing though, they were towards the bottom. So, I mean, I think there is a path for Justin Fields to get you that 20 plus points, um, but. You know, the the hype of it was like he was going to be able to throw the ball now and this was going to be a pass, you know, a better passing offense. And I don't think we're going to see that in week one. No, I don't think so. I'm I'm going to take a quick look on uh, where he is projected points wise. I'm going to use I'm just going to use ESPN and a PPR format for now. And he is projected 19.5 points. So I guess, you know, I'm taking the under on that. 
You know, I think like you might see a 15, 16 point week from Justin Fields. And I think there might be a little bit of panic in the Justin Fields camp of fancy owners. And I, you know, I could be absolutely wrong. He might go off for 40. We've seen it happen before, but I, I, I'm kind of in, I'm like, you know, if I'm going to just, you know, make a prediction before the season starts without saying too much, you know, outside of preseason training camp, I'm going to make a wild, bold decision and say he's going to get maybe 15, 18 points from the quarterback position this week. He'll make up for it at some point in the season, but I think week one, he might put some panic in some Justin Fields owners. Yeah, it's a great take. Um, my bus candidate for this week, week one, is the running back out of Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs. People are going to say I'm crazy because he's like a first-round pick, but I think there's some rust that needs to be shaken off. I think that, uh, you know, the, they're going up against Denver, the Denver Broncos, and Denver was in the top 10 of uh, rushing yards allowed per game with – uh, 109 yards per game, and so I, I don't think that Justin, uh, Josh Jacobs. Why I say Justin? You got me saying Justin Fields. I don't <laughs> think Josh Jacobs um, is going to, uh, you know, have a strong game in his first game back to live, you know, to live game action. Um, I honestly think he's going to have under, you know, 15 fantasy points um, this first game back. But you know, I think you know with. In due time, he's going to become the Josh Jacobs that we know from last season. Um, so my bus candidate for this first week is Josh Jacobs. I'm writing this down here so we can look back on it <laughs> next week. He's going to have under 15 fantasy points. Uh, you and know what? We're going to be. I can't wait till next week when we look at this and we're absolutely wrong about all our picks. Uh, that's the great thing about fantasy is you can use the analytics and uh, everything, and you can still be wrong. But Josh uh, Jacobs is currently projected on ESPN rankings. He is projected to get 15 points. So, let, let me ask you this too: Do you feel like White is going to eat some of those touches because Josh Jacobs didn't really, you know, he wasn't really a participant in training camp this season? So, do you feel like no. White? So this is what I think is going to happen. Um, I think that the Broncos are going to get off to an early lead because the Raiders defense, their secondary is horrendous. I don't think it's going to be any good this year. So the Broncos are going to get off to a, a strong lead and that's going to force the Raiders to have to throw the ball more. Plus I think they're going to blitz Jimmy Garoppolo a lot. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, you know, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to say, Hey Jimmy, prove to us that you're, you know, <laughs> worth that, worth that pick. Um, and we're going to have to see, you know, if Jimmy Garoppolo can handle the blitz, um, you know, in case in point, like if they're ahead, they're going to have to throw the ball more. So the Raiders aren't mm -hmm. going to be able to play possession football. So I think it's a combination of not being able to run the ball because they're going to have to play from behind. And then the Broncos blitzing Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, forcing him to hopefully make bad decisions. They, they could stack the box too and force Jimmy G to win the game. And, if you're a Devontae Adams owner, that's great. <laughs> but I think I think you're picking Devontae Adams because of Devontae Adams, not because of this Raiders offense so far. Steven, you want to give us your sleeper? Yeah, so I have a sleeper pick this week. Um, and this is a person I think you can start this week. Uh, my sleeper pick is the New Orleans Saints tight end, Jawan Johnson. I think Jawan Johnson is going to have a strong week one. Um, he's, you know, working in tandem with the new uh, quarterback, Derek Carr. 
you know, previously from the Oakland or Oakland Raiders, <laughs> the <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, um, you know, and Derek Carr loves his uh, tight ends. And not only that, but uh, New Orleans, I believe, was ranked third in fantasy points a game for tight ends last year. Um, you know, towards the end of last year, you know, Jawan jo- Johnson was heating up, you know, as a streaming tight end. And I think he's going to pick up where he left off last year. Um, like I mentioned, Derek Carr loves his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Orleans averaged um, 13.4 fantasy points per game. This is half PPR points. Um, so 13.4 half PPR fantasy points per game to tight ends. And, um, you know, he's going to be a red zone target for Derek Carr. Um, the couple preseason games that I got to see Derek Carr was, you know, getting the ball to him. And they, they were getting, you know, an average of like 10 yards a pass, 10 to 15 yards, you know, an attempt there. So I think he's a strong streaming option. I said earlier in the show, if you have Travis Kelsey, I'm going to give you somebody you can stream week one. Jawan Johnson is my pick. Um, if he's on your waivers, I'd pick him up if you have Kelsey because he's going to be uh, a strong streaming option for, you know, the first couple weeks. And just so we clear this up here. I'm going to give you guys who they play. They're playing the Titans in week one, and then they play the Panthers in week two. So those are two not so strong teams. Um, I think that the Saints are going to be able to move the ball on them, and I think there is a high chance that Jawan Johnson is going to score in both of these games. So mm. that is my sleeper pick for week one. I like it. And and I have him. I have him going over 12 points in this first uh in this first week my my sleeper pick i've been extremely high on this qb since the end of last season he's he's on two of my dynasty rosters ready to play in week one he's just not sitting on my roster he's gonna play in week one sam Howell for the commanders going against a cardinals team that we both discussed that is trying to lose trying to go 0-16 to get my guy Caleb Williams. Not only is he playing the Cardinals, I do think Sam Howell is going to make a jump. Now, do I think he's going to be a top 10 QB at the end of the season? I don't know if he's going to make it that far of a jump, but he's probably going to be the best streaming QB or one of the best streaming QBs available every week. So when you have a bye week, keep an eye on Sam Howell. I could be absolutely wrong about this, but I'm extremely high on the kid. And I think he's going to go off. You're 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 going to have a surprise twenty plus twenty plus point performance from somehow this week. I I wouldn't be surprised if one of those is a passing uh, touchdown to Antonio Gibson. I think Scary Terry. I think John Dotson's going to have because like when I first looked at the matchups, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll pick Scary Terry. Maybe I'll pick uh, Dotson as my boom. But then I was like, no, I'm going to pick Sam Howell, the architect <laughs> of getting this offense up and down the field. I think Sam Howell's going to have 20-plus points this week as a quarterback. I don't know if he'll get 20-plus again this season, but I think it's going to for sure happen in week one. I like that take. I appreciate that, Steve. <laughs> it's funny because you said you love the kid, and I was like, hey, this guy's not a kid, but he is a kid. He's only 22 years old, which is crazy. <laughs> it's, um, it's weird saying having... that because I still feel like I'm in my 20s, but yeah. no. For the viewers at home, we're in our early 30s, and um, – I was texting a friend and uh, we were talking about the Kelsey injury and um, I told him, Hey, you know, Kelsey's older now. And, and what's funny is Kelsey is the same age as that we are. So um, 
to put that in perspective, like, wow. So, like, yeah, we didn't bring that up earlier in the pod, but I was going to mention, like, there was a moment where we all kind of ignored it, but I, like, I did, either me or you brought it up in the pod earlier, and we're like, he is in his mid-30s now, you know, like, he's eventually going to regress. We don't, we both agreed that we didn't think it was going to be this year, and it still might not be. But, but we're like, it's fair, it's kind of funny that that's, that's happened, and we're like, oh, well, yeah, well, I guess you never know. All right, so this is going to be fun. I think, like, this is going to be my favorite segment every week. Because we're probably going to be absolutely wrong on this. We have not in the stadium picks. These are people so far on the depth chart that they 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 basically were probably practice practice squad players that are on the roster <laughs> that we think could surprise everyone this week. We're probably going to get these wrong 100% of the time. We should keep track on which ones we get right. These are people who are third, fourth string players probably on someone's depth chart, someone who's not going to play too much but we're like you know what maybe you know the grass is greener and <laughs> do you want me to go first on my not in the stadium pick yeah let's hear you're not in the stadium pick it's a homer pick i think but i think the cooper cup injury helps this a little bit and i'm going to probably still mispronounce this name puka nakua it's a slot i think he's gonna play a little slot receiver for the rams this year I think he's, or he might not, he's, he's pretty fast. I think with the Cooper Cup injury, I think Van Jefferson not being, in my opinion, that guy. He's he's a guy. He's good, but he's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. I think Puka Nakua is going to actually have a very decent game, and he's going to get close or above double digits this first week. Now, are you streaming him yet? No. The reason why I bring him up is I think he's going to look like he's a pretty relevant part of this offense. And as long as Cooper Cup's out, he might be worth picking up on the waivers in week two, if you haven't already. He's probably been selected in most dynasty leagues, but in the redraft leagues, he's probably still sitting there. Like you said, Stephen, before we got on the pod, on the couch at home, <laughs> he's, he's, he's in those waivers. Keep an eye on it. Watch the game. Maybe he'll surprise you. What's your not in the stadium pick, Steven? All right. My not in the stadium pick is a wide receiver for the New York Giants because obviously the Giants can't throw the ball to the same person on every single play and they can't hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley on every single play and they can't even do a combination of the two on every single play. So somebody else is going to have to step up in this offense. And for me, it's Isaiah Hodgins, the wide receiver from the New York Giants. Last year, you know, at the end of the year, he was averaging 10 plus points a game from week 13 on. He had 10.4 fantasy points, 11.8 fantasy points. He had a dud 3.7, but then back at 14.9 and then ended the season with 10.2. So he was picking up a, a nice little streak there at the end of the season. Uh, for me, I think he is a solid flex option if you're very weak at the wide receiver position. And he might even be a bench stash. Uh, but I think he's going to have a strong week one. I think, you know, he um, will put up more than 10 points. I'm going to write this down here. Hot take. Isaiah Hodgins, 10 fantasy points, more than 10 fantasy points. I'm taking the over on that. Should, That's my out of the stadium pick. Should we bench Justin Jefferson for that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I would start Hodgins over Jefferson any day of the week. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good fantasy <laughs> football analysis right there. <laughs> Well, this brings us to the end of the show, Brian. Um, are there any takes that you want to get off your chest coming into week one 
It's the first week of the football season. I'm excited. I'm going to watch seven hours of commercial-free football on Sunday. And I'm going to watch the season opener tomorrow. I'm even getting out of work a little early so I can watch it from the start. I'm super excited. Uh, football's back, baby. Um, I mean, you know, set your lineups. Don't get too cute. You mm-hmm. know, play play the ceiling. But if you're scared, it's okay to play the floor. <laughs> any any advice or anything to get off your chest before we head out here, Brian? Not to get cliche, but like, don't overly panic after week one. I think, I think obviously you don't want to lose because you want to set yourself up. I think uh, you usually have like a benchmark of the amount of wins you need to be safely into the playoffs by the end of the season. And obviously each win matters no matter how you get it. Like if you're playing against Kelsey or Cups, please like still don't get cute because like those teams can still win, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, but don't, don't panic. I know it's a, I know it's a cliche thing. Don't panic after week one, but like still pay attention because you don't want to go. Oh, two. You don't want to go. Oh, and two. Oh, and three. I think if you're going oh and three, you're setting yourself up for a really tough road to get into the playoffs in your league. Uh, but I think all the first week says is if you go in one, just don't try not to go in two. <laughs> I think that's what it is, but I wouldn't panic. Don't start just trading everyone off. So don't like panic if you have cup or Kelsey and stuff like that. Like it is what it is. And most likely if you're into fantasy football enough, you probably still drafted. Well, it's just, you know, the universe told the universe said, you know what? These guys aren't going to be good this year. And that happens all the time. Like, you yeah, know, and um, the fantasy difference maker is probably not on anybody's roster right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be prepared to spend your fab or be prepared to make your waiver wire claims. Um, yeah, and, and don't get too cute and don't worry if you lose week one. You know, just don't go 0 and 2 because then you're digging yourself a hole. Yep. Ryan, can you let the people know where they can find us on uh, X? You can find it's us weird on to say X. I know. <laughs> you can find us on X at. OT Fantasy F Ball, and you can find a, you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. Please subscribe; that'd be great. Real quick, I want to take a second to uh, thank everybody who um, you know has showed some love and listened and shared. Um, like Brian mentioned, please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Please leave a rating; um, it helps us out. It helps people find us in the algorithm. Uh, before I take us out. I just, from the bottom of my heart, want to say thank you to everybody who has taken the time to listen to the podcast. We hope that you get something out of it. You know, we really, really enjoy bringing you this information. You know, we want you to be able to listen to this and make, um, you know, good decisions on your fantasy team. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to get better and and work on our craft. But um, we're not fortune tellers, but we're fortunate enough to bring you the beautiful game of fantasy football. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. All right, we'll just cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) We have to save that. I can't wait for the blooper episode at the end of the season, dude. All right. um... I just got to pull the data, and then I'll have something to say. When I start talking about Pooker, we're like, hey, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Okay, here we go.
Not that I think this yeah. guy's going <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> you right. can bust first, Brian. I appreciate it. I'm going bust. All right. That's a blooper. This this podcast is fun to do. I love doing this. I love football. I love fantasy football.